welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to M-Class Email. Get your email going. I'm gonna read that mail. Good, I'm gonna read that mail. Drop down and get your mail on. Drop down and get your mail on, girl. Oh, man, that song is great. <laughs> I love that song. Oh, my God. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And every other week, we sit down with a group of your emails, read them, give you answers, give you pitches or ditches. <laughs> we we give you whatever the fuck it is you want. Yeah. Because we're it's... givers. <laughs> like the book, The Giver. Josh That's is the about, old giver, and I'm the young giver. Yeah, you you just saw the apple. It's red. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out apples are red. Turns out it, sometimes they're green. <laughs> also, the girl you like has red hair, so there you go. That's true. In real life. That's true. You're married to, to her. You're also married to another redhead. His yeah. name is me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> now that we've gone over my family... <laughs> Let's hop into your emails. Wow, that was a great segue. <laughs> Dude, it's like I've done a bunch of these or something. Like 30 of them. Our first email is from Steve Nemzik. What? That guy. He's back. He says, <laughs> hey, bros, I just have a quick one this time. Okay. I was just wondering, what is your favorite Trek music? Not necessarily opening and closing themes, but also impending Ooh. disaster music or fight music. So I... Lo- I oh, go, go. You oh. keep reading. I was going to answer. <laughs> I love the DS9 opening theme and the classic Kirk's about to fuck shit up music. Signed, Steve, <laughs> who's definitely eating after midnight, like the podcast he's on. Oh, that's his... <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, I like the Klingon sting that they use, like, uh, from the movies. The I can't do it because it's, like, an orchestra and I can't, like, sing an orchestra. Sing but, me like, an orchestra, Josh. I can't, like, I can't do it. I won't be able to do it. But, like... They use it also in First Contact when Worf comes aboard the Enterprise. It, I just love it. it it's very... Uh, it, it's just... I don't know. There's, it's like John Williams-y. It's not John Williams, but it's just very uh I forget uh, the name fun. of the composer that did the movies. Yeah, I don't know who... Do, I don't know either. Um, look. My favorite is an oldie but a goodie. A yeah. classic Star Trek TOS music. The fight music. From the Pon Far episode of TOS. Yeah, that's my favorite track. Actually, my favorite track music ever, and I've not been able to find it since. A friend of mine, who maybe listens to this, PJ, mm-hmm. um, she had a playlist on um, Spotify that had uh, a track on it called "The Inner Light Suite." Uh-huh. And it was all of the music from the episode The Inner Light. That's awesome. And Even, it, like, the flutes and stuff? Yeah, like, most of the music from The Inner Light is flute music. And oh, it's, wow. like, very orchestral-accompanied music with flutes. And it's absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. That's awesome. That's my favorite Star Trek music ever. That I mean, the, the Pon Far thing is so iconic. It I is. mean, it's like... People spoof it. They make they make fun of it. It's it's fucking implanted in our like American DNA at this point, right? It's part of the culture at this point. Yeah. Uh, so Jerry Goldsmith, I believe. Oh, Goldsmith. Yeah. Yeah. He does a lot. He does a ton of shit. He he's he didn't do the new ones. Michael Gaiacchino Gaiacchino did the new ones. Tommy Tallarico. 
<laughs> Del Rigo, I wish. <laughs> uh, thanks for that email, Steve. That was a great question. That was a good one. Our next email is from Sam. Hi, Sam. Who says, hey there, Trek boys. Trek boys. I have cats on me, so I can't yell That's too fun. loud. How do you feel about watching shows completely out of order? I feel like some of my best experiences with ongoing TV shows has been through watching them totally out of order and com- mm. and combing through the context over time. It's like an archaeological dig where I find some stupid cup, dig a little deeper, and uncover an ancient civilization <laughs> that used those cups. <laughs> that use those cups for everything. Drinking, pissing, pleasuring. That's like such a... That's what archaeologists think. They're like, oh, what is this, a stupid cup? Where's all the gold? Like Indiana Jones. Where's the gold? Where's the idols? <laughs> Where's the cross of Coronado? Star Trek has been that for me. I never grew up watching the show and have only started getting into it bit by bit alongside listening to the podcast. I don't really look for start-here suggestions and enjoy just jumping in at random episodes to see what they have to offer while slowly building up my lexicon. Hmm. I do watch a lot of the episodes that you guys talk about, but then I go down a rabbit hole of random one-off adventures. Like you said, that's it works for series that are one-offs, like, episodic, right? Like doesn't really work for Deep Space Nine that well. At least, like, uh, if you watch anything past, like, season three of Deep yeah, Space Nine, you're not you're gonna, gonna get what's happening. Yeah, also Enterprise, it doesn't work with Enterprise so It doesn't much. work with Enterprise past the first season. The first season, right, yeah. Uh, other than that, though, like, I, I think, like, that's how we all had to watch the Star Trek when we were growing up, like, you and I, Jeff. Oh, like, yeah. There was no sitting down and watching an entire ep- series. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't do it. And like a lot of times like if TNG was in like syndication, which at like like it was pretty early on, like you would watch it on whatever channel and it would just they would be showing whatever episode, <laughs> right? And the, that's the episode you were watching that day. Yeah, that's true. You had no so, choice in the matter. The choice was made for you. Yeah, it was it it was pretty stupid. Like it was think, a hell like, world. Really. No, it was really terrible. Like like thinking about how things are now. Like I don't want to sound like an old ass man or whatever, but like I don't know how anyone ever like did that. Like why was everyone just fine with it? They were just like whatever. Like I guess like the the concept of TV was just that like it was there and like you're gonna watch it right yeah. but like now it's like there's no going back dude. The thing about media to begin with is that people on average in the 1950s watched one hour of television a day. Right, they watched like I Love Lucy and like the Honeymooners. Yeah, and people in like 1999 watched an average of like. Seven or eight hours of television a day. Insane, which is crazy. There's only 24 hours in a fucking day. I don't even watch like like I'll binge like I binge Sabrina pretty heavily when when it came on Netflix. But like I don't even binge shows like too often, you know. And like that's like ten hours, fourteen hours, what ten to fourteen hours, right? Depending to figure out how much television. Like if you include streaming stuff. That people watch today. It might be like yeah. an astronomical percentage of the 24 hours. It might be like 27 hours a day. <laughs> like I they mean, don't stop. You might be right. I, I, I definitely watch way less 
of stuff now. But like I definitely I'm, do, man. Like I listen to podcasts. Like I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to Pretend Friends. Nice. And, Who's on that show? Me? Oh, I think my boy Josh and my friend Kevin are on there. Oh, Kevin. Love those boys. Kevin. Shout outs to Kevin Cole. Love Creator you. of Hack. Love you. I um, love you too. <laughs> I, I will listen to music like 99.9%. That's what of the time, I do too. Because I'm I working all day. Yeah, I, I just have music on if I'm doing whatever, right? Like, I don't. I don't. Like at nighttime, so like, what's weird about me and like, like speaking of Kevin, Kevin and I talk about this all the time, is we'll watch, we'll watch, we'll put on something at night to sleep because I need like stuff on to keep my yeah, brain busy. I don't, I don't do that. Like I turn I the do. fan on. I have white noise. I don't like fan sound. I, it I love me crazy. it for some reason. Um, so I so we do it with Futurama. There's a whole subreddit on on Reddit about people who sleep to Futurama. It's like apparently this thing that people just do. That is so, so fucking specific. It's weird, right? Like, I know that there's a subreddit for everything, but that is yeah. so fucking specific. Well, I think that's like a, like that's a testament to how many people do it. How like, many members are on it? I don't know. I don't even know what the name of it is. I think it's called like sleep. Futurama sleepers or something like that. I don't know what it's called. So but uh, I taught for Kevin sleeping to Futurama. Continue. I taught Kevin the uh, the time travel move, the time dilation move. Did I ever tell you about this? Uh, no, I don't think so. So like, if I go to sleep, um, I do this thing where I like I'll put something on like Futurama or Star Trek: The Next Generation, something I've seen like a thousand times, right? Where I know, like, the lines by heart. Mm-hmm. Futurama is really easy to do because the lines are so, like, memorable. Um, and I'll start to sleep. And I'll, like, keep myself, like, kind of awake. And I'll wait till the next line hits in the show. And you can stretch out, like, your mind, like, the time in your mind. Because you're sleeping, so time is, like, weird. And you can, it feels like minutes pass before the next line and in the show it's the minute in the show it's the line is like just immediately after the next line right usually it's so weird and i do it all weird the time. as fuck i've never experienced that i told i told kevin about it when we were at magfest one time and then he started doing it and he was like i do the thing and i was like yeah <laughs> we're weirdos we're both fucking weirdies what are we doing why don't we just fucking go to sleep <laughs> uh i found the futurama sleeper subreddit is that what it's called? There are 15,869 readers. There you go. See, a lot of people do it. Apparently, Zane does it. I'm the fucking weirdo. Zane does it. Zane and I talk about it all the time. We're always like, yeah, Futurama fucking is on Hulu now, so it's like way fucking harder to sleep through because you got commercials and shit. I'm, Sucks. I'm the fucking weirdo, it turns out. I told you. <laughs> um, watching shows completely out of order is our bread and butter. So if we didn't believe in it, like, the podcast would just be ruined. Because how else are you going to do a podcast? If you did it all in order, you would just never finish. I think the interesting part about this question, and it's it's a really good question, I think, but I think the interesting part is the question itself. Like, there are people who, like, like, think that that's a thing that, like, people don't do. But, like, that's how it always was. Forever, right? I guess it's true. It's like, it's like a new thing, really, that you don't watch things out of order yeah yeah like people grow up now and they just start like we'll just go to the next one 
and like before it was like well gotta wait till next week <laughs> yeah and i mean Which, television networks that had shows in syndication didn't play them in order no, they would just start at like whenever. They'd be like, "Here's episode five of season five, right?" Yeah. Like they like, would just be knew? like, "Here's here's episode sixteen. Here's episode right. twenty-seven. Here's a, right. here's episode three. Here's episode like fourteen. Right? You'd watch Frasier, right, on like TNT or whatever. And well, it would I like, would. I mean, I wouldn't either. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Frasier. But let's. I've had to watch Frasier before. I, I've. I've dated somebody who watched Frasier a lot, so they would just show like whatever. They would be like, "Here's Frasier on season eight, you know? Okay, it's what you got. You got what you got. Yep." Uh, Sam continues. <laughs> I can see this as a strategy you wouldn't always recommend, as there's a risk of getting a bad episode early on that would turn people off. But if it's a show like Star Trek that already has such a reputation, I'm comfortable giving it the benefit of the doubt and looking for positive through lines as I piece together the history of these space fossils at my own pace. I feel like that's... I don't want to, like, blow Sam up, but I feel like that's, like, a very, like, spoiled <laughs> way to think about shows. <laughs> like... Like a bad episode, like bad episodes happen, especially in shows that go on for years and like have thirty episodes a season almost, right? Like, again, I think the question is I like, mean, like the bad episode thing is like it's always been around the bad episode, thing. right? Like, um, Garrett Wang saw the, right. the fucking code of honor every time he turned TV on, so he thought Star Trek was garbage, right? I. I just, I think, like, bad episodes in television, like, were way more prevalent when you, when you had to make f- more of it, right, back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I, and, like, but, I mean, there's bad episodes of, of short series. There's so many bad episodes of, like, Daredevil. Like, how many episodes of Daredevil are you? Like, this episode sucks. There right? are episodes like, of Daredevil where literally nothing happens. It's just bullshit. It's filler. And, like, and, like, that still happens, but I feel like now, like the fear of a bad episode like is like really weird to me because like i don't know unless you're like a fucking incredible show like we're talking about like the sopranos or like boardwalk empire or we don't have bad episodes we don't have bad episodes either or uh uh battlestar galactica jeff (laughs) what's that uh, you're not gonna have a show that is gonna be perfect. Like, that isn't a thing, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I wouldn't worry about the bad episodes so much. He did. You're gonna sit through some bad episodes. It's oh, just for sure. Of any show. Of any show, yeah. Uh, he does ask, are there any shows that you Trek boys uh, approach like this, either voluntarily or not? Now that everything's available everywhere, there's less of a need for this kind of blind approach, but I'm kind of fond of it. So I think he's looking hmm. at this as, like, a choice now, where you just right, choose a, a random episode and watch it. Instead right, it's of, a way of doing it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we answered I mean, like, I did it with the X-Files when the X-Files was in syndication. Like, they would just show whatever episode, and I, I did it Yeah, we did it with every show. I mean... Yeah, it was every, yeah. I probably watched every episode of Hercules' The Legendary Journeys. <laughs> out of order. Out of... Completely out of order. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, like a ton of shows. A ton of shows. Yeah, everything that we watched probably was out of order. Which, it sounds so goofy and stupid, but... 
That's the way the fucking world was, man. It yeah. was just whatever the fuck, dude. Well, he signs off with, May the next year bring you heaping barrels of Denebian slime ale. Sincerely, Ooh. Sam, executive stylist on the USS Gossamer. Thank you, Sam. Uh, that's. I hope I get some of that. Whatever. <laughs> I, I get that joke, and I love it so much. Executive stylist on the USS Gossamer, like the Bugs Bunny cartoon with the big monster. Oh, Gossamer, and he cuts the hair. Where yeah, he cuts he, the hair and does the nails. Yeah, and he's just hair, so it's like okay. he never stops. That was a joke for me, and I appreciate it so much, Sam. <laughs> uh, you can find Sam on Twitter if you search for Sam Lindstrom. He's a great artist. There you go. Check out his stuff. Um, our next email. I say um before the next email every fucking time. I don't even... I mean, th- we are just people talking, so like, uh, whatever. My next email <laughs> is uh, from Phantom Thief Goofus. Oh, the Goofus. I love that Goofus. <laughs> Ahoy, Trek boys. Hello. Big fan of the Mad Max planet from TNG. <laughs> I'm still working my way through TNG. I'm on season three right now. I was also a big fan of that heroin planet. Yeah, God, everyone is. Yeah, well, it is the heroin planet. How are you not going to like it? What's not to like about it? Gosh, Wesley sure is annoying. Have you ever noticed yep. how Picard super adopted Data? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this email. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of thoughts so far. Not so much questions, just observations. Uh, Data is Picard's son. Yes. 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 He was yes. there during his recital and cheered him up when Data had robot imposter syndrome and even played mm-hmm. Holodeck Shakespeare and detectives with him. It's a fun yep. dynamic. <laughs> I don't have a pitch it or ditch it due to having to get back to space college. But I'm really enjoying TNG. I really want more Lady Guinan. I have a weakness for cool bartender characters. Then are you going to love DS9? Yeah, man. Wait until DS9, dude. Holy shit. Uh, This is signed Phantom Thief Goofus, founder and CEO of Cool Crimes, Inc. (laughs) And in parentheses, we also stole New Year's Day. (laughs) There's a a P.S., Hey, do you want to join Cool Crimes, Inc. and do Cool Space Crimes, TM? Are you a cop? Are you a space cop? Legally, you have to tell me if you're a space cop. Well, if not, I'll find you so you can join Cool Crimes, Inc. Damn. Cool Crimes, Inc. We're more than an intergalactic thieves guild. We look cool doing it. (laughs) That's... I want to join it. You're in the Federation. (laughs) I mean... Am I? <laughs> oh no! This this email was sent from his space iPad. I'd like to point out <laughs> that's an uh, just an iPad. It's already space iPad. <laughs> Everything that is like that we have now is like even better than the things from fucking Star Trek, right? No. I mean, like, the iPads are better than the other stupid pads that they have. No. You can't play fucking no. Fruit Samurai on those things. No. Star Trek is the best. <laughs> None of it's better. <laughs> Why would you even say that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Our next email is from Coid. Hi, Coid. What's up, Coid? <laughs> Welcome. Uh, it's not really from Coid. I Wait, just gave what? it away. I'll, he, he sent in a character and I gave it away. Fuck. No, I thought it was Coid. It's Whack Durton. 
Oh, it's uh, Wack Durton. Outgoing voice transmission to all open frequencies from Wack Durton of the Space Hog Express. <laughs> I think I've got a voice for this one. I, I don't. I haven't read it yet, but I read the beginning line and end. Line. It struck you. You had yeah. a thought. Yeah. Afternoon, or maybe oh. it's evening. That's Wack. That's Wack. Can't Durton. never tell. Space is dark as hell. <laughs> this is Wack Durton. Of the Space Hog Express talking to whoever's listening out there. Oh, dude, Wack Durton is like old timey cool. <laughs> Trying to pass the time till the next space flying J. <laughs> I'm in the not so legal business of Bigfoot trading. Damn. Well, technically, I just transport them to and fro. That's illegal. To Jim Hadar. Love fighting these things. <laughs> And ever since the Breen found that planet full of them, business has been booming. <laughs> I'm not convinced a Yeti or a Yowie doesn't speak into the mix, doesn't sneak into the mix every so often, but the gems don't give a shit, because they all fight and die the same. Damn, they're just killing Yetis and Bigfoots? <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Breen keep trying to tell me there's no discernible difference between a Sasquatch and a Yerin. But I beg to differ, because those Yeren have magical lightning powers. I've seen them with my own third eye. Is that... What? (laughs) What What is is happening happening? in this email? Oh my god. Point is, I'm not quite sure I can make the long haul from Alpha to Gamma and back again as often as I do. (laughs) It's a wormhole, it's like instantaneous. (laughs) If it weren't for some mostly entertaining... Usually informative and always homoerotic broadcasted conversations I've been picking up here and there from some derelict Federation junk satellite by the name of M. Homoerotic. If you Trek boys are listening, keep it going, because it keeps old whack awake at the wheel. <laughs> Being a trucker gets real lonely, especially after Loretta stopped returning my space phone calls. <laughs> and especially... Especially after Gracie stopped returning my space Snapchats. Oh, whack. I think you're sending the wrong snaps, dude. (laughs) You never truly get Rocket Man until a woman read receipt ghosts you. (laughs) While your sorry ass is space trucking to the opposite side of the galaxy. (laughs) That's a great Deep Purple song, space trucking. (laughs) You also never understand space trucking. Until you're blazed out of your skull on some of that trillium-laced Ketracel white. Dude, this dude is trillium- Dude, that's fucking insane. Careening across the Gamma Quadrant in an 18,000-wheeler full of Bigfoots. (laughs) I'll be a goddamn Mugatu's uncle if I'm doing that rambling thing I do. About time I hit the space sack. Autopilot's doing all the work anyway, so no good reason for me to be up. This has been Wack Durton of the Space Hog Express, talking to whoever's listening out there. Dude, I got a real, real road feel from that. That I was did great. Too. That was a that was a good email. That was great, Wack Durton. Wack Durton, definitely not coyed, like I said this, earlier. It's this Wack one's Durton. for you, Wack. I uh, hope that Loretta comes back to you, and I hope that 
you stop sending her dick pics because that's kind of rude. I'm pretty sure I was supposed to be doing like a southern trucker accent, but that was I, better. I wanted to do like the cool CB guy accent. Yeah, instead. CB. Yeah, like CB radio man, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I wanted to be the cool CB radio guy instead. Dude, thanks dope. for that email, Whack Dirt. Thanks, Coid. I mean, Whack. Oh shit. Shit. Our uh, next email is entitled Stir Tark. Okay. My favorite That's show. Sort of the show. Yeah. Um, it's uh, from no one of importance. Okay. They say, hey, Trek fellas. Hello. Howdy. Sup. <laughs> to the point, I have a limited knowledge of Star Trek, but I've been a listener since you were still covering the TNG movies. Oh, boy. Hearing you talk about their almost ideal future makes me question our own future. Hmm. I have to work for a living in a meaningless job, like most. That being mm-hmm. said, the idea of living a life wherein the only work you're inclined to do is better yourself makes me sad I live in this time, among other yep. things. Get used to it, fishbulb. That's the <laughs> world we live in. Do you think such a world is possible? I don't just necessarily mean we'll have replicators that will render capitalism obsolete. More like, would society move forward like Star Trek or get fat like Wally? Would it be that heroes would push us forward once we get over our old world ways, or would the post-scarcity world, should we get there, be its own hell? Anyway, y'all just need to kiss already. The sexual tension is too much for me to handle. Sincerely, no one of importance. P.S. Love your work dearly. Keep it up, guys. Thank you. That's a great question. We, um, we kiss off the air all the time. Yeah, Next email. you just don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Next email. Uh, I mean, I think we're 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 seeing like certain parts of the world, like Canada, like move toward a more like living wage, like permanent living wage type of thing, right? Like, would we turn into Wally? Probably. I think uh, humanity would be split very evenly. Yeah, we would have half of our society. That would be Star Trek future people. And they would want to explore the stars, see grand new sites, go on right. grand new adventures and better ourselves, understand the universe more. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the other half would be like fat blob men in flying chairs with screens in front of their face. I th- <laughs> that might be true. I-, I think that if we are exploring space, though, like as difficult as that is, like I think you would see us kind of, like, get our shit together a little better because it's so fucking hard. And, like, I don't know. Like, would the world become, like, a hell? I mean, life is suffering always. Like, it's all about, like, how you, like, become okay with the suffering, right? So, like, people would still be, like, having existential crises in a utopia. Like, that's... Because it's human. That's human condition. It's, like, part of the model, right? Like, we're born that way. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like we would just be better equipped to deal with the way that things are. And that, I think, goes a long way, right? Do do I think the Star Trek future is possible from where we're at now? Mm-hmm. I hope. Yeah. I think that's the best I can say. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't really... From, like, I think we both, like, I don't want to speak for you, Jeff, but I don't, I don't think we have a choice. Like, I think we need to, like, get our shit together or we're dead, right? So... Those are the two choices. That seems to be what we're looking at right now. Um, yeah, I, 
I hope that, like, with, like, education, like, I think that's a big part of it, too. Like, I don't think we'll become Wally if we, like, educate ourselves, like, and our kids well. I think we'll we'll f- make our way out of whatever hell we've already made. Yeah. But there are people who know. are fighting towards that Star Trek future. Yeah. Who are fighting towards like healthcare for all. Right. Or like scientists who are trying to figure out ways to create food from nothing. Right. Like, and like these people are pushing us towards that Star Trek future. There's a huge anchor around their necks. Mm-hmm. Of people who don't want the world to change, they the want the dis- they yeah. want the disparity to continue because right. it puts them in a good position. Yep. Who went out in the end? I sure hope that the do-gooders do. The people who are trying to put us in that Star Trek future. One of my favorite lines. Sorry, to what were you saying? How I'm, fucking I'm dare you? Now go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> One of my favorite lines is uh, I think it's from. It's they say it in Enterprise. They say it in a bunch of shit, but it's. Um, the world only changed because a few courageous people thought it could be different. And, like, I think we're seeing that now. We're, like, it feels like we're so, like, outnumbered by the status quo. But, like, it'll matter. Like, it will matter if we decide that it does. Like, John Lennon, right? Like, like, what did he say? He was like, uh, what's the line? (laughs) from this song imagine imagine I just, I just had it and i lost it because i'm really tired but I he's understand. like like w- war can end if you want it to right like it's like if you want it to matter it will matter and i i think that there that is happening like you said jeff like people are working toward it I could hopefully not, we make it out i could not be more thankful towards those people as well yeah they, they use the position they're in or the position that they worked themselves towards to really make a difference yeah. Uh, meanwhile, here I am making a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep. Thanks for picking up the slack, guys. <laughs> Thanks for that email, though. That was a great question. That was really good. That's like a whole podcast right oh, yeah. there. Um, our next email is from Michael K. Okay. Who, Let's see what uh, I did there. The, t- the title of the email... <laughs> is an email about an outside fan of something. So, I'm sure we're in for a treat. Okay. I that could whatever. Let's go. <laughs> Says, "Hey, Trek boys. <laughs> First time long time and big fan of that one gif of the one time Worf got bodied by that red barrel." <laughs> You're going to have to be more specific, I think. Oh, is that when he gets paralyzed, right? Yeah. Worf yeah. gets bodied by everything. He's the body man. My, fa- <laughs> my favorite th- anything that ever happened to Worf is when the old guy that had the parasite in his stomach lifts yeah. Worf up and throws him against a wall, and it's oh, like an old man. Yeah, and it's like he clearly throws himself against the wall. It's great. <laughs> Unfortunately... Oh, I can't say that I'm an official Trek boy, but more Trek boy adjacent. Growing Mm -hmm. up, instead of being exposed to the Trekness, I would spend weekends at my dad's watching Godzilla films, Spaceballs, and whatever else he'd recorded off of HBO in his tape collection. That's dope. That is cool. Like, I've seen all that. I love Godzilla movies I love Godzilla, too. We never even talked about Godzilla, how we love it, did we? No, I don't think we've talked about that. I love Godzilla. Me, too. I grew up watching all the old Godzillas on the sci-fi channel. Yeah, sci-fi would show him. It was cool. 
so my only exposure to Star Trek has been through the podcast, the Red Letter Media Trek videos, and unfortunately the first two J.J. Abrams movies. Whoops. Whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like he didn't have any Trek in his collection. I knew he at least had a copy of The Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock, but he mm-hmm. never put it on for us like he did the other movies. My hmm. brother and I asked him about this not too long ago, and he simply responded, I didn't want you two to ruin it for me. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> we both burst out laughing that of all things our dad introduced us to, he kept Star Trek all to himself. That's incredible. And dude. we got that. That's a great story. I love that. That's so good. <laughs> uh, sorry if this email is a bit long. It's not. It's very short compared to almost every other email we got. <laughs> Uh, so I'll ask you my awkwardly phrased question. Okay. What are you guys a passing or long-term outside fan of? Thank you for continuing to put out that sweet, sweet, good, good of a podcast and for making 2018 a much easier year to get through. Sincerely, oh, thank you. Michael K., husband of the mask, space and sea oh! interstellar food provisions field salesman. The mask from MAGFest? It was... Is that... Is that the reference? I'm uh, guessing. I could be wrong. I wasn't at MAGFest. I don't know. There was a mask at MAGFest, and we uh, brought her on stage to play games with us, and we just were, like, referring to her as the mask. Like Then this the mask. is definitely the husband okay, of that mask. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, what are you... I don't... This is a really hard question. I don't know. What are you... In, like, a, uh, like a passing fan of? Like, something that you've liked for a long time? That like, you wouldn't call yourself a fan of? But, like, I'm just sort of like it. Yeah. Like, you like it, but you don't love it. Damn, man. Like, I don't it's know. just something that you kind of like. I, I would say maybe for me, like, this might be, like, a surprising or whatever answer, but, like, comics probably. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I have comics and I, I've collected them, like, sparingly, but I don't, like, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself, like, a comic fan. Like, I know a little bit about certain things, but I don't know a great deal about a lot of things. That's true of everything, though. Uh, with me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty I mean, fucking in stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's it. I don't know. That's really tough. It's a really hard question, because, like, I don't know. Oh, man. Red Dwarf? <laughs> yeah, Red Dwarf. Like, I've yeah. always really liked Red Dwarf every time I've watched it, but I've never watched the whole series. Like, I've Would never you... sat and watched all of it. What about Battlestar Galactica, Jeff? What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's a sh- It's... Never mind. It's several shows. I watched it. I watched Battlestar Galactica. I didn't like it because everybody had the same 1970s haircut. Yeah, but faces in it from A-Team. <laughs> That's all that matters. He's Starbuck. Let me tell you, the new Starbuck is way better. <laughs> well, she's a lot hotter. She's a lot more of like a real person too. A real character. Like a, like a, like a whatever the fuck face is. Yeah, I'd say Red Dwarf. I've always wanted to be more of a fan of it, but I've never put the time in. Yeah, to that I would say also maybe Stargate, right? Oh, yeah. I like Stargate, too. I would put that on my list as well. Yeah, there's a bunch of Stargates, and I've seen, like, a bunch of, like, random Stargate, but I never yeah. sat down and I've was, like... I've seen the movie, and I've seen a bunch of episodes of SG-1. Right. A couple episodes the movie, of the other ones. The movie's great. The movie's fucking great. I don't know. I think those, those would probably be my two. 
Yeah. And it so sucks. Because I like, like them both. <laughs> well, let's just watch Stargate a bunch and Red Dwarf a bunch. Sure. Sure. And Battlestar Galactica. Okay, what? let's go to the next one. The what? next email. Battle Battle what? Battle who what now? Battlebots? Battlebots. We're going to watch Battlebots? <laughs> I wish. Thanks for that email, Michael. Great email. Um, you made me think a lot there. Mm-hmm. Our next email is from Joe. Hi, Joe. What do you know? Stop it. The title of the email roll. is Dystopia, and in parentheses, not the Megadeth song. <laughs> no one I was don't know thinking that. that. One. <laughs> he says... You mean crappy Metallica? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I have no strong opinions about Megadeth. <laughs> I actually, I actually don't either. I don't. I don't. Uh, dear Trek boys, Lieutenant Joe here, sailing through the cosmos and keeping it real. Nice. Joe. I was, I was recently pouring through some 20th century Earth literature while off duty, and I came across a couple of books about totalitarianism. Okay. And I was reminded of that time in the past when a human Cheeto somehow got elected president of the U.S., as well as when the Changeling Crisis almost turned Starfleet into a police state. Yikes. What? One of those is probably worse than the other. And I think the first one might be worse. History will tell. <laughs> anyway, I read three books related to the subject. The uh -huh. Origins of Totalitarianism, 1984, and Brave New World. I've read two of those. Joe, the last two. in real life, are you taking a college course about dystopian literature? Because those are the same books I read in mine. I liked Brave New World more than 1984 by, like, a large amount. Mm, Fahrenheit 451 a... is my favorite of those, those Yeah, books. Ray Bradbury is great. Like, so. Fahrenheit 451 is, like, I fucking love that book. Yeah. Uh, I think I like 1984 better than Brave New World. I liked Brave New World because, like, I don't know, 1984, like... From what I, I mean, it's been God like fucking twenty years since I read it. It has been a long it. fucking time. Yeah, like I, I just remember it taking place. A lot of it is like very, uh, it's like THX 113080, where it like takes place in like a single area, and it's not. It's kind of more like introspective, and 1984 is more science fiction in that it's like the world. They go out to do That's things true. in the world. You know. That's true. Uh, I also read that Aldous Huxley, the writer of Brave New World... He died on acid. Yeah. Wrote a letter to George Orwell, the author of 1984, about how he thought his vision of a dystopia was more realistic, and that it would be easier to dominate humanity through happiness and ignorance rather than force and terror. Hmm. This got me thinking, and while we have definitely seen evidence of the effectiveness of Orwell's variety of totalitarianism in Nazi Germany and Soviet Russia... I can't help but think that Huxley might be onto something. I ask you, the Trek boys, and your infinite wisdom, to give your two <laughs> units of gold-pressed latinum in the matter. Thanks, Lieutenant Joe of the USS Thermopylae. Rather be frolfing, or rather be disc-golfing, if it makes Josh happier. <laughs> I'm not the one who says disc-golf is the word. I like Wait, frolf. It makes me laugh. I, know, I don't hear frolf a whole bunch. Uh, what do you th what do you think is more realistic the t the violent totalitarianism of Orwell or the Huxley totalitarianism of bread and circuses? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna cheat and say it's a combination of both. I think that we're you seeing mean like that. right now? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I mean obviously like 
Um, even things that I like are very Roman, like NFL football is, is gladiator games, right? Oh, yeah. And that keeps that keeps people happy. Um, other than that, though, like we, you're not gonna for any totalitarianism. You're not gonna get away from the scariness because that's how it works. Like it's it's fascism. It's it's fear, right? Yeah. So now we're supposed to be afraid of like whatever brown person we're supposed to be fucking afraid of, right? It changes. and that'll never stop. It waffles yeah. ever since 9/11. It's waffled between the standard Mexican boogeyman and yeah. the Islamic terrorist. The terrorists, right? Yeah. It's not terrorists. It's just Muslims. Well, that's what they which say. They yeah. act like are all terrorists. Right. It's that's just, that's right. It's just there's always going to be an enemy. I mean, that's in that's in like both of those books. There's an enemy. That, yeah. were, that was rallied against to begin with in order to create this totalitarian regime. Yeah, that's part of the, the package you get with that. Yeah, it's like a standard paint-by-numbers setup in order to get to a totalitarian regime, and no one will accept that it's happening. Yeah, it sucks, man. <laughs> it fucking sucks. <laughs> I, I, a combination would be best, but between the two, I think... Uh, happiness through ignorance is mm-hmm. much more useful it's it's pretty much how like first world nations have done it forever and we still view ourselves as the heroes mm-hmm. yeah, well America's the good guy right every country is the bad guy we're right all now. the bad guy yeah <laughs> like, yeah we're all we're all we're all we're all people and and we're flawed and we fucking suck and we're not willing to put in the effort or the even i mean most people aren't even willing to like think about the possibility of like maybe i'm wrong (laughs) everybody sucks except robin hood who's a real man robin hood had it right steal from the rich give to the poor shoot arrows into other arrows yeah that's how you prove you're good at shooting arrows dumb dumb that's how you do it Thanks for that email, Joe. Hopefully we answered it. Hopefully we solved the world's problems. I think we did. I feel like we've probably just solved all problems on the planet Earth. You're welcome. Our next email is entitled Swedish Transmission. Okay, from Swedenland. It's from Carl Laurent. Okay. Who says, hey there, Trek bros. Hello. Great fan of beautiful and wonderful but super dead podcasts about fantasy here. I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you for the thought provoking, autocorrected from provoking, but I'm leaving it in, and hilarious podcast. <laughs> is that like, if you're really from Sweden, does your autocorrect just correct everything to Viking? Proviking. <laughs> How often are you typing about Vikings over there? Jeez. I've been following the Josh and Continue verse from the early Gamer Vision days and have been loving oh, your humor and side content for years. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Also, Jeff is Josh. Wow, neat. Yeah, it's like two of me, but uh, one of us is better. It's not me. It's not me. <laughs> oh shit! Who is it? Wonder who it is. Who do who I shoot? <laughs> now shoot the good one. He's the good one. <laughs> My relationship with Star Trek has been an interesting one. 
I haven't really been part of the die-hard fandom, nor have I actively sought out Star Trek at all, really, but I remember being passively exposed to pretty much the entire series, except for TOS, unfortunately, since the 90s by means of Swedish TV syndication. Hmm. For some reason, right after the end of school, around 3 to 4 p.m., my TV channels of choice in those days, from Channel 5, 6, and ZTV, your Swedish fans will appreciate that. I know what that is. I don't know what that is. It's, it's, it's fine, Josh. Just pretend. I just go. I love ZTV. Would always <laughs> run some random episode from either TNG Voyager and later on also Enterprise. I liked what I nice. saw, and the method didn't bother me. Easy. I Damn. saw a ton of the classics from the series many times over because of how our media worked back then. Mm-hmm. Some Trek memories stick out, like a plastic barrel knocking the shit out of our favorite security officer, Klingon mating rituals, crazy mm-hmm. alien eyebrows, awesome Cold War allegory, the education of robot Pinocchios, big ear <laughs> alien con men whose visage made it hard for me to swallow my tasty after-school dinner, and sweet Borg <laughs> and Vulcan tatters. I think you pretty much seen every Star Trek. That's like all of it. You just that's all of it. But I had no sense of the order of things at all because of the strange order in which the episodes were run. Sometimes without intro titles. That is so weird that this is the second email about this. Yeah. What is He even mentioned Worf getting the shit yeah. knocked out of him by the barrel. I was thinking that that was the same email, but this is a different email, right? Yeah, this is a different email. This is from all right, Sweden. Guys. The other all one right, was guys. Uh, was uh, Sam Lindstrom. Are they getting together on the Discord? And I don't think this guy's in the Discord. From? I know Sam isn't in the Discord. What the fuck, dude? Um, thanks to you and your insightful and funky, autocorrected from funny, conversations, you've helped me rearrange my shattered memories into a comprehensive whole and made me appreciate the series even more. I'm, nice. Uh, I'm glad that we did something good. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> I'm currently working through TNG again and loving it. Now questions, or peyotes, in this email. Just a good old shaft waxing of your egos, free of oh, charge. I'm, I'm, thank you, that's, I needed Just, it. Yeah, shaft wax me. Yeah. I always look forward to the next M-Class episode to see which of my old memories get dug out next. If I miss something, if it's something I missed, even better. Thanks again for the quality podcasting. Carl Laurent, Deckhand, Seafaring Super Yacht, USS Jizz Casparia Prime, Horvian Cluster. Damn, I want to go on that ship. Sent from my uh, impronounceable symbol phone. It's just a symbol. I don't know what it says. <laughs> Thank you. That was a great email. That was a great email because it sucked my dick off, and I, I always appreciate that. Shaft wax? Yeah. I'm just glad that we're doing something good for people. That our email is, like, having a positive outcome. That's yeah, all I really I, want. Yeah, me too. Money. And I want a shaft wax. Money also. <laughs> Money, please! Money, please! <laughs> <laughs> I just have so much fun saying that. Quark! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Thank you, Carl. That felt great. That, that shaft good. waxing felt great. Yeah. That's how Vikings do it, man. They know how to shaft wax. Our next email is from Spivzy. Oh, Spivzy, this fucking guy. <laughs> he says, Hola, Trek boys. Hola. You guys would not believe the 400 years I've had. 
Wait, what? It turns out the planet I was orbiting had some weird time thing going on with it. Temporal distortions like, or chrono-ghiblies or something like that. Like in Voyager. And while it's only been three weeks for you, I've been here for centuries. Damn, dude. I found out the planet wasn't as deserted as I thought, and I've been watching a race of proto-Vulcans gradually evolve their society. The funniest nice. thing happened, though. They think I'm a celestial body, and they've named me their god. Oh, This is weird. how it happens, dude. <laughs> Every You're so like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Every so often I get pelted in the face by some messages they've written and fired up at me using a catapult. That is a strong fucking catapult, dude. That is very powerful. I got one recently. Inefficient as fuck. <laughs> I got one recently that maybe you could help me out with. It said, Dear Supreme Jondal. That's what they call me. If you were able to use your divine powers to travel backward in time and take one souvenir back to you to present day, what would it be? Your faithful servant, Jib. What do you think? I'm a little worried oh, about answering man. this one because I know Jib. He's a king in the Northern Hemisphere, and I'm a little worried the answer might start a war. No pressure, <laughs> though. Former freelance window washer and current Supreme Jondal, Spivzy, ordering planet Laser Panther. They let me name the planet. Damn, Spivzy. <laughs> That's a cool name. Supreme Jondal. Jondal. <laughs> so, Jondal had a question. If you what? could travel back in time right. and take one souvenir back, what would it be? Uh, and with no repercussions, right? Uh, no one ever said that. <laughs> what? A, th okay, so is it real? Can it be real? It, yeah, it fake. has to be a real thing. It has to be a real thing. Real things are boring. Also, the real world also includes the Star Trek universe, since that's where we live. Okay. Um, fuck, dude. Uh, I'd go back and get that the Curlin Nescar before they fucking throw it on the ground and break it at the end of Nemesis. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I would really do? I would go back in time and sneak on the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark right after they finished uh, filming the scenes at the beginning with yeah. the idol. And right. I would steal that fucking idol. That's the artifact. You would steal a fake artifact. Do you know how much that idol would be worth today? I bet you somebody owns it. I bet oh, you somebody yeah, owns it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. And the thing would... is, if you steal, like, a priceless artifact and show back up with it, there are going to be questions. I would probably go to Japan and get, like, a sword. Like, an old samurai sword or something. Like a Miyamoto Musashi's sword to steal his Shit. sword. That would be like infinitely. Pr that would be like. They probably would make me give that back because it's like culturally oh, yeah. significant. No one would to buy Japan. it. You'd have to sell it on the black market. It would be super illegal to have. There, there are swords that like World War II, uh, like after World War II, America made Japan hand in their swords. So yeah. there are like ancient swords that we like took from them and like people think that like people stole them and like they have them but there's uh, a lot of stories about like soldiers families sending them back yeah and so most of them were just the shitty like swords that they would like soldiers would have yeah but toward the end of the war every family had to turn in their family sword and a lot of those were like a lot of those were like 400 year old swords yeah. and shit it's like um do you know the story about Miyamoto Yusaji, like, uh, 
They're Miyamoto the Musashi, not the rabbit from Stan Sakai's comic. Miyamoto Musashi. Yes. Like, he went to a duel once with this guy who called himself, like, the greatest swordsman. Yes. And he forgot his sword to yes. the duel, so he just fought him with an oar. He fought him with a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he beat the shit out of him. He beat him with a, a boat oar. He would show up late and shit. Like, he would piss off people. Like, he would just purposely be late as fuck. Yeah, he wrote, like... A bunch of books, like yeah. a bunch of like like scrolls that eventually the book became of five books. rings or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah, and he yeah. he would straight up tell you like I show up late to duels because it throws them off. Yeah, they're they're annoyed, and then yeah. they, you can win. Yeah. They fight worse because they're angry. They're mad. Yeah, they're not thinking. He was That's a, why he I was show a up late. genius. He was a genius <laughs> at fighting. He brained some guy with an oar. <laughs> yeah, that's all you got to do. That's fucking crazy. Um, what would you... Would you go back in time and get a samurai know. sword? I, Dude, I would go back in time to ancient China yeah. and take the meteor sword. Oh, my God. The sword they made out of meteor ore. That'd be sweet. i get, like, a... All I've oof. ever wanted in my life is a sword made from Me fucking too. space. All right, we have to stop being the same guy. <laughs> there can't be enough two of us on that. That's what I want. Well... You better go back further in time and take it from then, <laughs> motherfucker, because... send a Terminator after you to get the sword. <laughs> the Man-at-Arms, the YouTube channel... Oh, I thought you meant, like, the, uh... No, not the He-Man, He-Man character. character. Man-at-Arms, the YouTube channel, is, like, a... They forge weapons on it? Yes, yes. They forged a meteor sword based on the one Sokka had on in The Last Airbender. Is, is that the guy who, um... Is that the guy who made the Oofbert sword? Uh, maybe. Like, from that documentary? What's maybe, that, what's that but guy's they name? actually replaced the Man-at-Arms people, like, halfway through, like, uh, after okay. one season of the YouTube show. Oh, they replaced weird. him with a different people from different forms. A more marketable guy? I think this girl? guy worked on movies, and he was like, I don't have time to do your show anymore. Uh, okay, <laughs> he had, like, other stuff to do. Yeah. So, yeah, we would both continue sending Terminators back in time in order to get the Meteor Sword. <laughs> it's like uh, the late. Do you ever see the latest Terminator with uh, what's her name? Fuck from no. uh, They, they kind of do that. We're like. Terminator term- Genesis. Gen- Genesis. Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Genesis. They, kinda, they send a Terminator back like when she's a kid. And it's like, all right, like, come on, guys. Like, what the fuck? Just we send it back. Kill Send a Terminator back, like, 400 years before, like, people had anything and kill their, her, like, great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. Just there. kill the baby. <laughs> Jesus. They're evil robots, Josh! I think you're the evil robot, Josh. Yeah, you probably got me there. I don't know. I feel like my... I, I want more things. Can I get more than one thing? Only one item. Fuck. It has to be something very valuable that is also awesome but also something not so famous that people would like know what it was i just want the meteor sword all right i'll go, I'll go with the samurai sword that's it my Final sword's answer. made out of space man <laughs> you need to get I on mean, my fucking level everything's made out of space jeff we exist get on in my it. level <laughs> remember that song no get Who on did my it? level but get on my level who is that? It was, uh, fucking... Lil John was in the thing, but... It, was it Bone Crusher? No. Remember Bone Crusher? I do. 
It was Trillville. Lil John and Trillville. Uh, okay. Get on my level. <laughs> oh my Dude, I fucking love that song. Uh, thanks for the email, Supreme Jondal. Bye. Good email. We appreciate it. Our next email is from uh, Sean Dupree. Oh, no. Boston Sean himself. He begins, uh, well, he titles the email, Coming at you with a classic pitch it or ditch it. That's a great, what you doing the voice again? <laughs> so good. Uh, he begins his email with, Trick boys! boys! Feeling good. New year, new track, baby. Nice. I finished watching Voyager this week. First time watching it since a long time. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm glad you made it. You're a stronger man than I. <laughs> I stopped at season four. I was like, that's enough. That's good enough. What a letdown of an ending. I think you could say the same for most of Voyager, but that end was the ruined orgasm of science fiction television. Cool idea, just wasn't built up enough to yeah. work well. For seven seasons, we kept watching a mostly bland show for the inevitable payoff. Then at the moment, we should get all the feels, and the show says, yep, they got home roll credits. Yeah. Paris doesn't even get a scene with his dad who's on camera. Yeah, they should have had an episode where they're back, honestly. Like, yeah. they should have... I, I get why they didn't, I guess, because, like, television didn't work that way then, and, like, it's more like, they're home, we did it. But, like, they needed to really be, like, debriefed and shit. I would have loved that. That would have been cool. I agree 100%. You gotta have... You gotta have the epilogue, or else yeah. the journey doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You have to have the return home. That's the hero's journey, dude. Yeah. Um, you'd think he'd be like, Dad, come aboard and meet your new granddaughter, but not... Oh, fuck, this is so full of spoilers. Whoopsie. It's Voyager, who cares? Um, for all its faults, however, I don't think Voyager broke its universe like Discovery appears to be doing. I think it's yep. actually added some cool ideas, even if it didn't utilize them very well. With this mm -hmm. in mind, I have a few pitch it or I have a pitch it or ditch it. Just okay. one. Ooh. Oh my god, that's classic. Whoa. Just one. Just one. Uh, I I agree a hundred percent that Voyager is better than Discovery. And I, also I know agree. again, there's gonna be someone listening who's like these old fogies. They like the old bad show better than the new bad show. Then the answer to that is yes. Yes. <laughs> You're 100% correct. The old bad show is still in the proximity of the of Star Trek. It still took place. Anyway, that's a whole different whatever. Okay. Go, pitch it or ditch it. Go ahead. Pitch it or ditch it. Not sure what show. Maybe uh, STO. Maybe a movie. Mm -hmm. Voyager returns home. Celebrations all around. Starfleet's finest come from all over to welcome back the lost crew, including one Jean-Luc Picard. Mm. Jean-Luc meets the EMH and is fascinated by its mobile emitter. Doctor, you say? I have some experience with sentient holograms, you know. And he realizes he made a certain promise to a certain sentient hologram he currently has sitting on his desk. <laughs> I, no. I feel like I could go through all the beats of the episode slash mission slash movie, but that's a rich pitch. I'll let you <laughs> guys fill in pitch. the blanks. That's cool. I think that's a cool idea. I don't think that Picard would offer that up i but i feel like maybe moriarty somehow moriartying his way into getting it would be cool right yeah the we the weird thing about moriarty is that he does some very villainous shit he's a bad guy dude. and he's, he's a moriarty. bad guy from a story yeah. but he does deserve to live yeah he's, he's not sapient like, 
he's not super bad in the end. Like, he's not, like, evil or anything like that. But uh, I'm sure Picard off-screen, I'm sure in one of the comics, Picard rescues uh, Moriarty from his prison. How would you do that? Would you tell him that you tricked him? Because that would suck. I mean, the fuck is he going to do at that point? Like, you've put him in a computer somewhere on some planet in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, he here you wouldn't go. Know. He wouldn't know the, the difference, right? Yeah. Like, how would he know the difference? Well, he knew he was in a simulation the last time. Yeah, but this new simulation's, like, big. Although he he didn't know he was in a simulation. That's how they got him. They figured, yeah, he figured it out, right? Because, yeah. Damn. Um, I, I'll pitch I'll pitch that. Like, that would be a great, like, story in STO, like a time travel story. Yeah, it would be cool. It would be cool to have him, like, I think he needs to, ha- like, somehow get it like he, he figures out that he's in the in the hollow cube and he gets out and he tricks the doctor into coming into the holodeck somehow right yeah but he doesn't he get it. freed at the end then he's still like a prisoner yeah i mean maybe he gets to work in that mine where all the other doctors who are obsolete get to work. Yeah, isn't that awesome <laughs> that sounds like a better life right um, one more question. Josh, will you please give me the short version of why Neelix is in STO? Do you go to the Delta Quadrant, or does he come to the Alpha? You go to the Delta Quadrant, um, he's in charge of, like, a space station full of, uh, Talaxians who are, like, trying to find, uh, a new home, because their home is destroyed, mm-hmm. and you, like, help him find, like, a new planet, but you only ever go see him at this one space station where you, like, have to, like, help people do chores because Talaxians are boring. <laughs> they really are. So you walk around and you're like, Neelix is like, hey, you could go help Jalexa with the cooking. And you go and you help Jalexa cook a meal for it, everybody. It'd be like if you were playing, like, a Lord of the Rings online yeah. game and you went to Hobbiton. Yes. That's exa- that's a perfect analogy. Perfect. Uh, thanks, dudes. Here's to a happy 2019 filled with Star Trek Enterprise episodes. Signed, Boston Sean, Petty Transport Officer, USS Tapons Radio Program. Don't put yourself down. You're much more than Petty Transport Officer. I don't know. Officer. He can be pretty petty. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Got him. <laughs> Fucking wrecked. Our next email is from Hoteen. No, we were doing so well with no hotine, no tapon, and it's titled "I've Had It." I, I've had it, hotine. Trek boys, hotine here. I'm not sure why you always react so disgusted when you read my emails. I like to think of us as colleagues, friends, even. No. After all. Who is it who keeps you up to date on Riker? <laughs> That's true. I'd love to become your mentor in this broadcasting art. However, this appears to be impossible due to is your Hoteen lack of... Is a pickup tr- artist? He's negging us, isn't he? <laughs> He's negging the <laughs> shit out of us right now. However, this appears to be impossible due to your lack of trust in me. Mm-hmm. Please confirm. Is it my ears, my forehead, the copper in my blood? <laughs> tisk tisk tisk, Trek boys. Spacism is not an attractive trait. 
You're just putting that in our. You're just. You just said that. Like we didn't. We didn't say that. You said that. You're the spacist against yourself. You're a hoteen. Fuck you. <laughs> Perhaps the fault is my own. Yeah, it you could seem be. to trust my supervisor to pawn just fine. Maybe I should relay to you my own origin story. Oh my god, here we go. I was born on. You know what? None of your business. <laughs> oh, thank God. You Trek boys, Henderson, and you especially, Pennington. I grow tired of listening to you two accuse me of being a master spy. I gave Listen up. to your voice, Hoteen. It's evil as fuck. <laughs> I am doing the voice for him, but whatever. <laughs> that's how he sounds. No, I thought we were listening to a recording of it. Sure, that's what it is. <laughs> I, gave, I mean... I gave up everything to live here. And if your superiors find me safe enough to live with within the Federation, that should be good enough for you. Rest assured, the Empire would crush me next... If they could target me, I'll call you both Varul. Crosher me next? What is. Wait, what? C R O S H E R me N E C S T. And Torget, T O R G E T. Is he. Is he okay? Is Hoteen. Hoteen, are you having a stroke? Hoteen, are you. Are you. <laughs> I'd call you both Verules, but that Mm. would be an insult to Verules everywhere. Perhaps in the new year, you would target (laughs) to be more compassionate to refugees. Signed, Hoteen, leader of the Targ Pack, USS DuPont's radio program. I think maybe we had a uh, uh, universal translator malfunction. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Hoteen, please see a doctor. Even though Josh is very mean to you, and for some reason you say I'm the worst one, even though I just read you in a funny voice, please see a doctor. (laughs) Here's the thing. Um, you kind of are mean, (laughs) Hoteen. If you're going to live here in the Federation, you're going to have to remember uh, a few rules. Number one, Ryza. Go there often. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number two, why are you why are you coming back? Go back to Rise Up. <laughs> <laughs> why how the entire universe isn't Rise, I'll never know. I mean, I, fuck dude, like yeah, literally. Fuck dude. <laughs> fuck all the dudes. Fuck all the dudes. Like, I don't know, Hoteen, you just need to calm down a little bit. Hoteen, you, know? you uh, the reason why we're so mean about you is that you almost got us fucking court-martialed. Oh, that too. Maybe that I has something forgot. to do with it. Yeah, you set us up, and you you lie about Riker being like dead. What is your deal? I what saw are you trying Riker to on Deep Space Nine a week ago. <laughs> the fuck are you on about, buddy? <laughs> buddy, <laughs> like super Canadian. <laughs> what are you on about, buddy? <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. you're full of shit. I don't like it. Get yeah. the hell out of here. Although I'm yeah. guessing that all your misspellings were actually some Romulan code. Good job getting me court-martialed again. That's probably what it was. I guess we could, like, figure out his puzzle again. 
I'm not smart enough for that. Next email is from Scoops McGee. <laughs> oh, no. Who says, Dear Trek Boys, hot off the presses. Scoops, god damn it. Let me cut right to the chase here, fellas. Now, this is going to be a bit awkward, but I'll be honest. Subscription numbers are down here at the Federation Inquirer. It's hard <laughs> to believe, I know. Most of our readers were on Satellite N, and I don't, te- I don't need to tell you about the sad state of affairs over there these days. Yeah, that place is a fucking mess, dude. <laughs> feel sorry for all those pets. <laughs> they, they have a lot of pets over there? Not anymore. Oh, no! <laughs> My editor has informed me that you two, occasionally three but never four, of you run a little subspace show out of your own satellite. As a mm-hmm. result, we're sending you yet another gratis edition of our fine publication. In return, however, I must ask that you spread word of our upstanding news organization to your listeners. Happy reading, Scoops McGee, lead reporter, USS Federation Inquirer. P.S. If you happen to know any fine folks looking to advertise in a well-known publication such as our own, please let them know to contact me on Twitter at McGee underscore Scoops. (laughs) He, after asking... Is that a real thing? Yes, it is a real thing. (laughs) Oh no! How do you spell McGee with M A C or M E? It's just M C G E E underscore scoops. I found him. After asking us for help, he put an asterisk, and then at the asterisk it says, "Not a not a disclaimer. I'm begging you, please." (laughs) And after I'm begging you, there's two asterisks, and the two asterisks say, "I'm on my knees here." And then three asterisks, which say Federation Inquirer does not condone groveling for subscriptions or advertising deals. <laughs> what the fuck? He did give us a copy of the Federation Inquirer. I see it. I'm looking at it right now. New slur discovered. What's a garden spadehead? And why are your children <laughs> saying it? Jesus Christ. Data. Why he put on 43 kilos. <laughs> Ferengi bar owner claims proof of afterlight. Claims he was oh visited by God. the three ghosts of ancient Naguses, <laughs> selling hollow novels that detail his experiences. Learn the true meaning of Umoximus. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at the one from Twitter. These are so fucking funny. Ensign Pennington, all Italians love spaghetti. Experts, what the hell's an Italian? <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Breaking news. Lollipop D lost in warp core breach. Captain's baffled by sudden destruction. Wreckage contains high concentration of cheesecake particles. (laughs) Captain Desrath, stop emailing me about this. (laughs) So good. Ancient hologram gains sentience. Haunts ensigns. Hologram takes the form of Topanga's dad from ancient Earth television program Boy Meets World. Holy shit. We have to hide in the bu- we have to hide in the pattern buffer during commercials. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Centennials killing napkin replicator patterns. What's next? Centennials. <laughs> oh my god. Your ad here. Contact at McGee underscore scoops on Twitter for details. My favorite is rise aboard of tourists and make spacist remarks. I just think people should stay on the planet where they're from. <laughs> so fucking funny. Dude, I need to fucking subscribe to the Federation Inquirer. I fucking followed Scoops McGee on Twitter just now. Because that's shit. goddamn hilarious. 
that is so good. <laughs> fucking Scoops, fucking McGee. Damn, dude, you're you're working hard, Scoops. That's the thing is that all of our fans work way harder than we do. Than we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, it's funny. I am headed over to follow Scoops McGee myself. <sighs> my my face hurts from laughing. Holy shit. Scoops McGee! Oh my shit! Scoops McGee! That's a no, seriously, help me! His photo is a photo of, uh, fucking Jake Sisko. Jake Sisko. Yeah. I've been doing the wrong voice the whole time. No, that's a great voice. That's perfect. I gotta scoops. get that voice. Fucking Scoops, dude. I gotta drink this water. Holy <laughs> fuck. Our next email... It's from Ben Beeler, whose collection we just finished up, the Defection the ben Collection. Beeler, yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, check that shit out if you missed it. Yeah, go back in time and watch it. I mean, listen to it. He begins with Dim Sweet Sweet Trek Boys. Oh, yeah. I've always thought that the time period between the end of Season 6 of Deep Space Nine, when Cisco helps forge an uneasy alliance with the Romulans against the Dominion, and the beginning mm. of Season 7 has to be home to a bunch of really interesting side stories. Mm-hmm. The following peyote digs into that idea a little, and was inspired by an idea Spivzy shared on the Discord of a melting ship and was brainstormed by a handful of folks on the Discord. Oh, wow, awesome. You can join that Discord, too, for as low as $1 over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. One latinum. One slip of latinum. A slip, a strip, or a bar? Well, a strip would be like 10 bucks, and a bar would be like 100 And a slip is a one. slip is a one. Hmm. In this completely made-up system... Of exchange that I just created. That's money for you. It's all made up, buddy. <laughs> I set about collecting it for a peyote, and in doing so, it got really long and filled with details. You can ask Commander Dupree. I asked him to read through it, and it was two full pages at the time. Jesus. He's like a petty transport officer. He's a commander? Jesus. I mean, is this one of those ships where everyone's captain? <laughs> I think that's only the lollipop. That's only the lollipop. I guess it's the lollipop E now. <laughs> I've since boiled it back down to the core ideas, which I've submitted for your consideration below. Okay. Peyote. Between season six and seven of Deep Space Nine, while Worf is commanding the Defiant on convoy missions, mm -hmm. the Defiant encounters an anomaly on the edge of the Romulan neutral zone, which turns out to be the disintegrated wreckage of an experimental Section 31 spy ship. Oh, jeez. Jeff's going to hate this one. I'm not liking it so far. <laughs> After encounters with a Section 31 cleanup crew and a curious Romulan warbird leave both the Defiant and the warbird critically damaged, their crews must work together to try and rescue a potential Romulan infiltrator trapped in the transport pattern that's entangled with the disintegrated ship while trying to survive Section 31 sabotages. In mm. the end, the trapped transporter pattern turns out to be a changeling rather than a Romulan. That's pretty cool. Uh, he has an afterword for this. Okay. The general idea is to explore the precarious relationship between the Federation and Romulans during this period, put Worf in charge of a situation where shoot first makes everything worse, as well as to force Worf into a situation where he has to choose Romulans over the least honorable part of the Federation. Yeah. One of the details that didn't make the peyote was that Worf would have a moment where he discusses the uncertain situation that's slowly unraveling with his bridge crew, like how Captain Picard often did, to show off a bit of how he learned and grew while serving on the Enterprise. 
That's cool. I like that. I'll pitch it. Like, Section 31 is a part of Star Trek, whether I like it or not, and this is using it very well. Yeah. Um. I, the only... Th- I, I, I also... I think I, I'm pitching it also. I like the overall idea. I like that Section 31 in DS9 is just, like, super mysterious. Like, I, th- I, I don't like the idea... Uh, maybe you could do it differently or somehow like make it so that they're not a lot of section 31 because I think that diminishes their like mystique and like the power of them being like super creepy you know what I mean like I like when it's just like Sloan because it makes you question you're like well okay is it just this guy like is well, yeah. how, like you the, know what I mean like the idea I guess would be that it's just ship wreckage that's been booby-trapped. Right. right. So, so you, but, like, you don't know exactly whether it's Section 31 or not. Well, he said there's a cleanup crew or whatever. Did he? Did I read that? Yeah, did I say you, it in my voice? I didn't yeah, invent that. Yeah, encounters with a Section 31 cleanup crew. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I would drop that part. Yeah, I would get rid of that. Everything else, though, I, I like a lot. Just and I like, like the Warbird and the Defiant are critically damaged by the booby-traps. Yeah. Section 31 left behind. Right, right. Or it could just even be like the Dominion or something, right? Like, well, I mean, I know it, that kind of undercuts the yeah, changeling. Like the thing. changeling showing up would be kind of foreseen at that point. Then you could do like a, um, I mean, you could make it some other ship, right? Like, it's, it's weird that I'm ship. on board for the Section Thirty One spy ship and you're not. <laughs> yeah, it that's is a weird. reversal. I just like that Section Thirty One is so hyper secret that like nobody like they wouldn't like like the worst part of the not the worst part but one of the terrible mistakes in into darkness is the the section 31 building right like there wouldn't be a building of people full of section 31 no that makes no sense they're too secretive they're not the cia right these people live double lives like in the federation like that's how evil they are like they're they're assholes. Like you don't ever know who's in Section Thirty One. Like, if Section Thirty One has a building, it would just be like one room inside a Federation headquarters. Yeah, just and it would just be an office. office. Yeah, and the office would be like this is the office of the Federation uh, guy in charge of janitors. You know, like yeah. it would be a total lie. Like the whole thing is a fucking lie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do like it, though. I think that's a really... I, I agree. Like, I love that during that time of the war against the Dominion, there would be all this crazy change happening because the Romulans would just be, like, around. And that's never happened, right? It's... I think I'm okay with the spy ship. Really, although, I guess my question is, how would they know it's Section 31? Yeah, we'd have to, like... Couldn't it just be... Uh, really, you could have it be a Federation ship that has no... This would be a great right. lead-up to the Section 31 stuff, actually. Right. Have it be a Federation ship that has no markings no or markings. on it. And it's, it's not like a in secret. the register anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And then they, like, dig through the computer and they start to piece together, like, something's going on here, yeah. right? Like, like, all, like yeah. we, we decided to even look for parts in the field that we found. Like, look for serial numbers on the parts. Right. And the registers for the parts being created have gaps in them. Doesn't exist, right? Yeah. Like, it goes from, like, 4432 to 4434. Right. Four. 
and you never you never see a section 31 that would add to the mystery of yeah. it. like that would add to the spookiness of them like where do they go why is there a ship out here right like it's super weird yeah, that would be that would be that awesome. would be my punch up that would be i agree with that cool as fuck and we have both already pitched it so great job ben. stamp it um, he finishes by saying, Thanks for hopefully having read this long-ass email. Yours, Treckley, Captain Desrath, USS Lollipop E. <laughs> the funny thing is, no one who ever sends a long email ever says they've sent a long email. Everybody who says it have sent, like, a normal-sized email. It's like a, psycho- like a psychology problem. Is yeah. that like a, like a tell of, of a personality, right? Yeah. Our next Might email... <laughs> Can you can you guess who our next email is from? Um, I already know who it's from. Who's it from? Tapon. Nope. What? It's the exact opposite. It's Rich Masters. Oh my goddamn! The, the namesake of the new Rich Masters, whatever the fuck the collection's called, collection. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, uh, lives. Yesterday. Past lives. lives. Past lives. That's it. Got there. The Past Lives Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, he writes, Between the time when the Enterprise voyaged in uncharted realms and the dark times of the dune buggy wars, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this, this the barbarian. Henderson and Pennington, destined to sit in Satellite M with troubled brows. It's Conan. It is they, the chroniclers, who alone can tell us of things. Trek. Dun, 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 Let them dun, tell dun, you dun, of the dun, days dun, of dun. high space adventure. By Crom, lo, it is the Trek Oh my god, I love it. Perfect. Oh my god. I'm watching that tonight. Yo Double J's, big fan of long emails here. <laughs> uh, we are Double J's. Hmm. Yeah, I've I've noted this before, everyone. I'm not a fucking idiot, but <laughs> I, just, I like that name, Double J's. Double J's. It's the size of my favorite breasts. size of breast. <laughs> Cut you off, motherfucker. <laughs> Jeff wins the date. Uh, uh, uh. Unless Josh edits it edits out. That's it. So I say it first. <laughs> <laughs> and then, in which case, none of this will make any sense. Nope. Uh, you know the drill by now. New season eight, pitch it or ditch it for your approval. Yes. I'm gonna invent some Trek lore. Okay. Title: Discontinuum. Hmm. Worf meets Picard at the transporter pad. The captain has returned from a two-week trade dispute, and he is cranky. That sounds like him. He complains that the two races were like petty children, and he hmm. their den mother. At Worf's surprised look, Picard apologizes, explaining he's tired. He tells Worf he's going to take a few days off, leaving Riker in charge. I'm going to go fucking the holodeck. I'm going to rise a bitch. <laughs> no sooner has Picard sat down than Guinan is at his door. He tells her that he's not in the mood for visits, but she barges in anyway, as she's one mm. to do. Yeah. She tells him he has another mission to go on and that she's going with him. Before he can even object, a familiar noise announces the arrival of Q the noise it's that like little like teleporting noise yeah that when he appears remembered it after their usual banter q tells picard that he needs his help to rebalance the continuum or there will be dire consequences Uh uh-oh picard laughs and asks guinan if she believes him yes she says who do you think recommended you 
What? She explains to Picard that if the continuum fails, the cement that holds the building blocks of the universe fall with it. Oh, no. I'm okay with that, I think. <laughs> Not the Star Trek future. Oh, you're right. Q tells Picard they'll need to take a shuttle to get to a place where the fabric of space is weaker, a doorway where mortals can cross into the very heart of the continuum. What the fuck? I like that a lot better than Q just teleporting them to a, a road in the Midwest, like in Voyager. Oh, in the Civil War times? Yeah. When it's the Civil War, literally. It's the Civil War. Yeah, isn't oh, that we hilarious? get it. It's the Civil War. Okay, cool. <laughs> on the shuttle, Picard demands to know what's going on, and Guinan reveals she used to be a Q. What the fuck? That's fucking crazy. The the Q is not one species, but a collective of representatives of races from eons past, elevated to a higher plane oh of existence. God. Guinan left the Continuum when the Borg destroyed her people, and the Continuum decided not to intercede. The deciding vote being RQs. Shit. Damn. This is explaining why Guinan knows so much. Yeah, why Guinan is, like, a space wizard. <laughs> I mean, we met another member of her species, and he was not a space wizard. He was an asshole. He was just an idiot. Yeah, but I guess he gets to... Oh, no, he gets blown up by that rocket. Yep. Never mind. <laughs> no super space people ever get blown up by rockets, so he was definitely <laughs> not one. That rocket is, like, fucking, like, a rocket... Like, you know, people who shoot off toy rockets or it's whatever? It's that exact type of rocket. <laughs> it's that rocket, yeah, but, like, big. When they arrived at the doorway, Q transports them to the heart of the continuum, made up to look like the American Senate. Ooh. Scores of Q shout at each other for attention until they see Guinan and Picard. They demand to know what an XQ and a shock mortal are doing here. Fuck, dude. One accuses RQ of having too much of a soft spot for the human race. I like that, like, we think Q is, like, a dick, but, like, all the other Qs are, like, super dicks. <laughs> I like that. That's I like cool. that, too. <laughs> Our Q tells the Assembly that they have been in deadlock about what to do since the Civil War portrayed in Voyager. A few nice. years for Picard, but centuries for the Continuum. Mm -hmm. Everyone is vying for leadership, and no one is listening. What they need is a new human perspective on whom should be the leader. They all agree, but only if our Q rules himself out, and he does. Oh. In private, Q warns Picard he will be visited by the highest members of the Continuum, each to try and curry favor with Picard. Guinan stays on as advisor. Hmm. Picard listens to each Q and their stories of suspicion and distrust. It's a hornet's nest. One Picard can't see a way out of. He confides in RQ that he doesn't envy him putting up with this, to which Q replies that at least the Continuum is interesting now. <laughs> That's so cute. It is. When Picard returns to Guinan, she is in some form of stasis. She can't help him anymore. What? Picard visits an older Q, a representative of one of the Guardians of Forever, a chronicler oh. of the Continuum who is confined to the Senate Library. Uh, librarian Q. Picard is glad of sane company and bonds with the man, asking him how he can bear to be among such bickering. The chronicler says the continuum has never been so chaotic. Picard realizes what's happening. Hmm. Picard calls the Senate together and asks each of the continuum to reveal who set the Eon's old partners against each other, and all of them reveal it was RQ. Oh, motherfuck, we should have known this. Q has been using his colleagues and his crowbarred Picard in to help him sow discord. When the plot is revealed, the Continuum unite against Q and thank Picard, sending him back to the Enterprise. 
In Picard's ready room, Q appears, revealing this was the result he wanted. Order from chaos. That's his reason to be. This is why he chose Picard to help, and why Picard will one day be worthy of the mantle of Q. His unwavering responsibility to do good. Q leaves an irritated Picard with these parting words. He couldn't think of anyone better to spend eternity with. Oh my god, that's so good. (laughs) Man, I... I... 100% 100% agree with Guinan being an XQ. That is a great development to her backstory. Yeah, I think that's cool, too. And it has precedent that right. different races can become Qs because Riker becomes a Q for a short period of time Yeah. during uh, Encounter at Farpoint. Right, right. And uh, I think it happens another time as well. Well, that Amanda girl. Yeah, uh, she's like... Kevin Arnold's sister yeah. is the Q. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that Q turns out to be behind it. We should have known the whole time yeah, that the episode I, makes it so perfect you, that we you, don't you realize tricked me. It. You tricked me because I was like, I said the thing about the Q, Q being not a dick and all the other Qs are dead. That's yeah. good. That's good. It's like it's you're good. a writer or something. It's weird. It's weird Like what can happen when you like have a talent and like a thing. He finishes out by saying, love you guys, plain and simple, rich. I don't even think we have to say that it's pitched. It's pitched. Like, one day I really want... Like, this this would be a dream thing for me. Is Mm. a book. Like, a little, like, portfolio book. Of of his pitches. (laughs) (laughs) That that says, like, season eight. Star Trek. Star Trek, The Next Generation. He would get sued hard. I mean, he doesn't have to, like, sell it. He can just give it to me. (laughs) You just want him to give you his stuff, Jeff? Yeah. (laughs) No, like, the thing is, you can sell sell a lot of shit on the internet. I think he can get away with it, honestly, at least for a while. What do you sell on the internet? Art. That's illegal. That's illegal. I sell sell art of characters I don't own. Mm, That's fine. It's it's illegal. Fuck it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and uh, our last email of the night is from uh, is from Tapop Pop. Tapop Pop? Yeah, like a. Is he like Tapon? Tapop Pop. Is he like Tapon's Pop Pop? He is Tapon's Pop. He's Tapon's father and Tapoppy's Pop Pop. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, Who's gra- no, grandfather of Tapon, legal guardian of Tapoppy. Tapoppy is Tapon's dad? No. Or his mother? Oh my god. We're fucking it up. Okay. Tapop Pop is Tapon's grandfather. Yeah, okay. I got that. Tapop Pop has adopted a Vulcan child named Tapoppy. Is Tapoppy like. So Tapoppy is. A cousin Oliver? Cousin Oliver of the Tapon family. Of the Tapon family? <laughs> like, it's just Poppy with a T in front of it. Like the Poppy it's... that writes into us and is writing this email. <laughs> Dear Trek Boys. Okay. I've been enjoying the epistolary entertainments of your broadcast for some time. And I feel, maybe I should do a voice for Tapop Pop. It's tough. How would you do like an old Vul- Vulcan voice? It's real hard. I don't know. Dear Trick Boys. Nah, I'm not doing it. It's, it's uh, too southern. <laughs> I feel the time has come to write in myself. I'm the grandfather of Tapon and the legal guardian of Tapoppy. 
She was found drifting in an abandoned cruiser as a young adult with no memory of her past and only a gummy bear and a raccoon for company. What? I'm, a raccoon? I'm getting some early 2000s flash animation flashbacks <laughs> from the randomness here. <laughs> early 2000s. Like, uh, like, uh, what's the fucking... Foamy the squirrel? That type yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah. Recently, she was sent on a mission to the starbase Gaylord to deliver a message ostensibly from Tapon of Poppy! Tapon's radio program. <laughs> While relaying the message, she was overcome with a type of space madness caused by extreme bashfulness. Later testing revealed she had been sabotaged by an implant by Hoteen to sabotage Tapon through her. I should have known that some Hoteen bullshit was going Fucking on. Fucking Hoteen. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Deep down, I knew it. As for Tapon, I am proud of his career. Hoteen certainly challenges him, but this is ultimately to his benefit. I wish to stare, share a story from Tapon's youth when he first forayed into DJing. Uh, okay. At what you would call a middle school dance. However, hey, prior retellings of this event seem to have caused Tapon distress, and I do not wish to embarrass my grandson publicly. Oh, it's okay. Perhaps we will chat again, live long and prosper, to Pop Pop. Alright, I like you to Pop Pop. To pop pop is nice. I'll Thank you, Poppy, for that's a great that was a, a great email and thanks for uh coming to Magfest and uh talking to me about M class. I was I was like super happy. I'm glad that. that a little bit of M class made it to Magfest, even if I couldn't make it. You were there in my heart and in my wiener. I'm always in your wiener. Well, I mean, that's how we do it. I get inside your wiener. That's how we have sex. I'm going to fucking pass out, dude. (laughs) That's fucked up. That is fucked. But his wiener is big enough for that. (laughs) It's cavernous. (laughs) Oh, God. See, I made it worse. Yeah, you did. Recently, she was sent on a mission to Starbase Game. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I could have fucking done it. You all know. You just—you all knew. You just need a little bit. And that's all of our emails for tonight. Oh my God, those were great emails. That was a great show, everybody. Thank you. Thanks to you guys, we were barely on it. You guys did everything. Yeah, we just like react. That's like the show for us. Like react to the thing. Old right? men react to emails. <laughs> Don't sue us, fine brothers. Oh God, yeah. Mm. Um, will. Thanks everybody who wrote in. You guys do a hell of a thing for us and for the listeners out there, and yeah. it's amazing. Without you guys, we wouldn't have the email show, and uh, I love the email show. So please uh, keep writing in, and super, super thank you for all that great emails. Seriously, now keep writing in and send us all your great emails, your pitches, your ditches, your questions, and your weird original character fan fiction mm-hmm. to mclassemail at gmail.com. Also go to the Twitter. Tell them about the Twitter. You know what the Twitter is. Tell them. Tell them to go to M Class Podcast. It's at M Class Podcast. I mean, that's assumed because it's Twitter. But yes. <laughs> you just said go to M Class Podcast, you On fucking Twitter. trollop. Type in M Class Podcast in the Twitter search bar. You'll find us. Yeah. Uh, if you. Or wondering what episodes we've covered before, you're looking for frequently asked questions about the podcast, or you want to look at all the images that have been made for M-Class in the past by yours truly, artist mm. Jeff Pennington, 
You can head over to mclasspodcast.wordpress.com where all of our information is kept, including... Our blood types. I guess I could put that on there, including... What are you? Uh, B positive. I'm O positive. God, you got the good blood. No, O negative's the good one. Uh, o positive That's... like blows your fucking head off when you put it in your body, right? Uh, it. I don't know. O, o positive has a lot of... Uh, donors, but O negatives the universal donor. Oh, okay. Head on over to that website <laughs> where you can also find the link to our Patreon, where for as low as one dollar you can join the Discord with all of our talented email writers. Yes. And all of those fellow Star Trek fans, where you can discuss Star Trek, sci-fi, fantasy, video games, whatever the fuck you want. Talk about whatever. Who gives a fart? Head on over Do whatever you want. to patreon.com slash podcast. Yeah. You'll also get a shit ton of free podcast material that's not free because you paid at least a dollar for it. Yeah, but it's a deal. But I think there's three podcasts you get for that. Yeah, you do. You and, do. And uh, audio logs from inside the universe of Satellite M from the two of us as well. Oh, I gotta do my audio log. I've got mine all set up. I'll probably do it tomorrow. Okay, I need to, I need to, I like to listen to yours and then rebuttal. I know. (laughs) It's funny to me. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.